My name is John Weeby, as already been stated, but um, I have the privilege of serving uh, MB Foundation as president uh, for the past uh, nearly 20 years. Uh, so I live in Hillsborough, Kansas, which is our headquarters. Getting a thumbs up from a, a Tabor person, so that's nice. I like that. And uh, it's a great place, and more importantly, the ministry that I'm a part of, I just feel so blessed and honored to be able to serve you, our Mennonite brethren, uh, church family, uh, in this regard, in this area of stewardship and the things that Chris has already introduced you to. Today we're going to talk about money. So if you haven't figured that out, uh, here we go. Uh, we're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about stewardship. And even worse for some of you, because I know this can set a few people on edge when we say we're going to talk about money, uh, we're going to talk about giving and generosity. Uh, but I hope you can relax and just see what God might be speaking to you. I hope that I can get out of the way so that the Spirit can speak to you individually uh, through something that, that is said or, or just through a nudging of the Holy Spirit. Um, but we're not going to necessarily talk about giving to Bethany Church. So trustees, that may make you feel differently. I don't know if you're uptight for different reasons. But um, but we are going to talk just about having a generous spirit. In fact, like it says in 2 Corinthians 8, 7, uh, how can we excel in this grace of giving? We're encouraged in that verse to excel in this grace of giving. Are you excelling? In this grace of giving, take a moment and just think through this with me individually in a private moment here. Some self-examination. How are you doing in this grace of giving? Is it hard? Is it easy? Is it a discipline? Is it a joy? Are you excelling in this grace of giving? In fact, I'd like you to, to actually rate yourself on a scale of one to five, the, an answer to this question, are you excelling in this grace of giving? So five would be, yes, I think I'm excelling in this grace of giving. And one would be, no, this is, this is kind of a struggle. I'm just getting started, or I don't even know what you're talking about, and that's okay. We start where we are, but where are you at? Where are you and your spouse at? Where's your family at? Where are you personally at? And this is, this relates to all of us at whatever age. We can excel in this grace of giving as God blesses us and provides for us. So rate yourself. And number two, um, I, when I think of something excelling, I think of something that's improving, that's moving forward. There's momentum. Uh, you know, I've been watching the, the Olympic trials a little bit. I don't know if you're seeing that. I found that kind of interesting. The, the Olympics are coming up. We'll see if they actually happen in August. But, uh, you know, when I look at those athletes at the top of their sport, they're not just plateauing, are they? If they plateau right now, I think they're done. They're not going to, to the Olympics. You know, they, they have to constantly be improving. They're practicing. They're trying, they're reaching forward to some goal that's always beyond them. A faster time, a better performance, a better technique. They want to stick that landing. So that's my second question. Are you growing in your giving and your generosity? Is it changing? Is there momentum? Is it going somewhere? On a scale of one to five, where are you at on that question? A five would represent lots of growth. We're moving forward. I'm getting better. And a one would be, I'm kind of stagnant. And I hope before we're done, you can see how an answer to one maybe is different than the answer to the other question. 
But take a moment and write down your two numbers or just plant them mentally in your mind. Where are you on a scale of one to five in terms of excelling in this grace of giving and in terms of giving, growing, or growing in your giving? Does it have momentum one to five? I know that for me, I've had to recalibrate uh, my generosity from time to time, my thinking about generosity in order to continue to grow, to not stagnate, to not plateau. I've had to reboot, reset. Perhaps this is your chance today to do a reboot, to get your mooring straightened out, to get reoriented on what it looks like to excel in this grace of giving. I direct you to the passage from 1 Timothy 6, verses 17 to 19. That's what we're going to take a look at together. 1 Timothy 6, 17 to 19. The Apostle Paul gives us some great counsel on how to excel in this grace of giving and, and even more broadly, how to view money. And then he encourages us that if we follow the principles that are there, that we'll experience real life. So I'm going to read that short passage, 1 Timothy 6, 17-19, and I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. Tell those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which will soon be gone. But their trust should be in the living God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and should give generously to those in need, always being ready to share with others whatever God has given them. And by by doing this, they'll be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. We're going to spend most of our time on verse 18, the one right in the middle. But before we get there, I just want to unpack a couple of words that catch my attention. And I'm sure they catch yours as well. And the first word is the first word of the passage. Tell. Tell them. Tell those, it says in verse 18. And uh, I really like the New Living Translation for these three verses, but in some other translations, I like this word even better because it says, command those, command them. The word that's used there, as I understand, is a military term. This is not optional. This is not a suggestion. This is not simply best practice. This is a command. Paul is saying to Timothy, command those in your church these things. That's serious stuff. So I'm not commanding you this morning, okay? The Word is commanding you this morning. Please take it that way. The second word that catches my attention is the word rich. Probably caught yours as well. And we all view this word rich from different perspectives. It says, tell those who are rich in this world. And then goes on to what they should be told. Are you rich? Who do you think about when you think about the rich? The rich is always the other guy, right? The other gal, the other family, the other people, the people that live over there. I don't know which way to point here, but you know what I'm saying. The people that live somewhere else besides where you live. Who are the rich in this world? It's said that if you make $20,000 or more, you're in the top 4% of the richest in the world by income. Even the average Christian teenager in America, listen up teenagers, who has about $1,500 of disposable cash income each year makes more than 75% of the people on this earth. Folks, I have good news and bad news for you. The good news is that we are the rich in this world, okay? We're the rich. 
The bad news is, is that that means Apostle Paul is saying to us, he's saying, command those, you and me, certain things. So we need to take up, sit up and take notice to what God says to us through these verses. There's a whole lot more that could be said about verse 17. I'm not going to go there. That's another message for me. Uh, but I want to focus on verse 18 where it says, tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and should give generously to those in need, always being ready to share with others whatever God has given them. This verse brings us back to our original two questions where we rated ourselves from one to five. And I have to share for myself, when I, when I think about those questions, I'll, I'll tell you where I'm at. A couple of years ago, if you had asked me, are you excelling in this grace of giving? I, I'm not trying to be prideful, I'm just being transparent. I would have probably said, oh, I think we're at a three and a half, four, maybe on a, I, maybe I'd push a little bit and say we're even higher than that. Clearly not a five. I feel good about decisions we've made, the percentage that we've established, our discipline and sticking with it, and the things that we're giving to and supporting. But if I'm honest, I also have to say that our giving become very impersonal, very stale. We were just doing the things that we, we knew or thought that we should be doing, but there wasn't a lot of heart in it. We give by checks. We put money in the offering plate. I do credit card online. I, we give through our donor advice fund at MB Foundation. Uh, we send checks that, that support ministries that have impact throughout the world. But it's very impersonal, very hands-off, and, and it's just kind of routine. Do you ever feel that way? And so if when I'm asked the second question, I ask myself the second question, are you growing in your giving? Are you going somewhere? Is there joy? Is there improvement? Are you reaching higher heights? I'd have to say, no, I was probably at a two. So your answers can be different. I want you to wrestle with those things. And I want to give you some tools, some handles, to be able to answer both questions in a new way, a fresh way, as a result of this morning. That you can honestly say that you are pushing forward, that you are striving towards excelling in this grace of giving. And that your generosity is going somewhere. Something new is happening. Something that fills you with joy and a sense of wonderment. Let's watch a short little video that will help maybe motivate us as we look at what the principles of the God Pocket have to share with us. Are you ready? God owns it. You carry it. Suddenly everything changes. That's some principles that I want to help you grasp this morning. God wants us to live our lives as delivery agents of his blessing. And how can we do that? How can we intentionally and consistently be used as God's delivery agents? Well, I think there's three actions that we're called to take, which are touched on and come right out of verse 18. First, we're called to give To those in need. Read with me again. It says, Give generously 
to those in need. Are you someone who gives to those in need? How do you go about giving to those in need? I'm sure many of you do. I'm sure there's a portion of the of the church budget that goes to those in need, and that's a wonderful thing. I'm sure that many of you are involved in different relief agencies or in some local ministries within Fresno and the community that give to those in need. But is there anything else that you and I should be doing to give generously to those in need? Matthew 25, verse 35 and 36, Jesus says, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. We're supposed to treat those in need as if they were Jesus. How would you treat Jesus if he came to Fresno and was in need? How would you treat Jesus if he showed up in your small group and he was in need? How would you treat Jesus if you saw him on the street corner and he was in need? We're supposed to give generously to those in need. And giving, like I said, to those in need can happen through the local church and through other ministries. But I think God also wants us to be involved personally, face-to-face, toe-to-toe, giving to those in need. And so many of you perhaps have the desire to give and help, but you don't know how and you're not prepared, right? Have you ever encountered those situations where someone had a need and you just, you weren't ready? You kind of get polarized and, and, or paralyzed by, by the need and you're just, you're not sure how to respond. And so that leads us to the second point out of 1 Timothy 6:18. It says we're always supposed to be ready to share with others. And so we need to get ready. And the big point of today's message is to help you get ready to give generously to those in need. What does it look like? Do you, do you feel like you're ready? When you see a need, when you see a problem, are, are you ready? Are you ready to step in? Do you know how much you want to give? Do you know if you can afford it? Do you know how to approach that person and meet that need in a, in a God-honoring way? The God pocket is one way to prepare ourselves for the moment God leads you to give. Some practical handles on how to be ready, to always be ready to share with others, to give generously to those in need. I believe the ushers still have some bookmarks left. You know what, it just dawned on me. We had a whole different set of ushers for the first service uh, than for the second service. So young people, get the bookmarks. I saw you ushering. They're gone too. They're counting the money. Can, Brian's helping me. I appreciate it, Stephen. I've got some bookmarks for you. I think there's plenty. It looks like their stack is, uh, oh, we're kind of running low. We can get more to you, but we're also, you can take good notes. Like, uh, is the stack pretty low, Brian? Yeah, pretty slim. We're going to have bookmarks at the back table that you can pick up if five of you want bookmarks, okay? I'm sorry. Didn't bring enough. Yeah, they found a few more. The bookmarks have seven D's, seven steps to help you be ready, to get ready, to be generous and willing to share. So maybe we can just kind of pass those around a little bit. You'll get, be able to get the notes off the, the overhead here as we move along. I also would direct you to, these are not my original thoughts, and I don't want to take um, uh, credit for it. It comes from a book called The God Pocket by Bruce Wilkinson. 
Uh, maybe you've read his material. He did the Prayer of Jabez. He's done a lot of different short books. He's really practical. They're easy to grab hold of. I really enjoy reading his stuff. And he's got in there seven D's, the seven D's of the God Pocket. And that's what I want to cover here next. And they're also noted on the bookmark. You can also go to our website. I'll mention that later as well. Uh, but our website has more information about the God Pocket. It has the PDF for the bookmark if you want to print off your own or if for a small group, you can do that. So let's get ready. Let's get ready so that we can be generous and willing to share. Here's seven easy steps, and I'll just go through them fairly quickly. They're not hard to understand, but they're sometimes difficult to implement. But I think you'll find real joy if you give it a shot. Step number one, decide how much money you're going to place in your God pocket. Now I'll talk about what the God pocket is a little bit later, but, but the point is decide. I like how Andy Stanley says to pre-decide. I love that because somehow it just puts more emphasis on the fact that rather than deciding in the moment when the the pressure's on, right? There's a person at the store asking for money. There's a need that gets presented suddenly and you just, you don't know what to do. You haven't talked about it with your spouse. You don't know if you can afford it. You pre-decide. Decide in advance how much you can put in your God pocket. What's God calling me to do? We, under, we all know that, that as stewards, God owns it all, right? And He's blessed us with, with all that we have. And so really, it's all His. But we want to take an extra step to just say, Lord, I want to set aside and then ask Him how much, right? But we're going to, maybe He directs you to just, just dip your toe in the water. Maybe it's $10. Maybe for some of you, dipping your toe in the water is $100. But whatever the number is, Pre-decide. Decide in advance what you're going to be ready to give and generous and willing to share. Decide in advance and, and, and make that decision up front before the opportunity to give is even there. And then step number two, devote the amount of money directly to God. So again, it's all God's, but there's something extra special that happens when we take out a $20 bill and we say, God, this is yours. I want you to direct me to someone who needs this money. I want to be ready to give generously to those in need. I don't know who's in need, but I'm ready now. Here it is. I'm devoting it to you. And it also helps prevent temptation. When we, you know, we don't have enough money to be able to buy pizza on Friday night, but we've got that, that devoted money, right, <laughs> that got set aside. But we've devoted it to the Lord. Surely we're not going to dip into that. Or when we're at Starbucks and we just want that extra, you know, drink or whatever. We've devoted it to God. It's extra special beyond all the other resources that he's blessed us with. Number three, deposit your devoted money into your God pocket. So what is the God pocket? The God pocket is just a way to illustrate that you've set it aside and you've devoted it and it's in a special place. The, uh, Bruce Wilkinson, when he first initiated the book, he actually had leather pouches that you could buy, and that was your God pocket. So you put the money into the leather pouch, and then you put it into your billfold or into your purse or into your glove box or wherever you're going to keep it, as you maybe just in your pocket. Um, you can put it anywhere. You can fold up that money and stick it where a credit card used to be. You can, uh, one church, um, Parkview Church, my home church, did little envelopes 
And there were little brown manila envelopes about, you know, the size of what a credit card would, can, would fit into. And they stamped on it God Pocket so that you could put the money in there and kind of fold it up. And you knew that it was devoted. It was committed. And you were praying for God to lead you to a God Pocket need. Whatever it looks like for you, um, you can put it someplace where you know that it's set aside and uh, it's, de- it's devoted to the Lord's work. Number four, depend upon God to lead you to the exact person he has in mind. And this is really important. Uh, We're not just setting aside some money and then on a whim we're going to give it to somebody. Or we're looking just to, I just want to give it, give it away as quick as possible. It doesn't matter what the issue is or whether God's leading me or not. I had one lady who was really excited about the God pocket and, and um, she's really a mature believer, I believe, but, uh, but not, uh, she doesn't practice regular generosity is the sense that I have. Uh, and she got really encouraged and really uh, jazzed about this idea. Um, so she did all these first steps, uh, but she kind of skipped step number four. Uh, she went to the mall, and she was just looking for the first need that presented itself. And when she was done, she, she just knew right away that she hadn't listened to God's Spirit. And so there's something about um, being in communion with the Lord. You, you see an opportunity that you may think is the opportunity. Take time to pray. Take a deep breath. Um, ask the Lord, the Holy Spirit, to guide you and direct you. You may not always get it right. You may still walk away thinking you got abused or taken advantage of. But at least there's an effort there to listen for God's voice and to let him nudge you towards the one that he wants to have those resources. Number five, deliver God's funds to the recipient calmly and effectively. I want you to know if this doesn't come easy for you, just being prepared will help you be more calm and effective. You've predecided what you're going to say. You've thought it through. You know you've released that $20 already. You're not right away thinking, how am I going to buy milk for this evening or whatever? Because you predecided, you've walked through these steps, and so now you're better, better ready to deliver those resources to the one in need calmly and effectively. Step six, declare that God is the ultimate giver who provided the money for them. We're going to talk about that a little bit more later. And step seven, disciple the person by encouraging them. Uh, none of this quick, i got to get away, or, you know, I'm so nervous. You've, you've thought about it. You know what you're going to say. I'll give you some handles on that. Um, and so you try to encourage them and leave them with, with an encouragement for their walk, for their, for their life. Um, try to help raise their spirits. Just the fact that you met a need will raise their spirits. Uh, perhaps it's someone that you helped that you could just say, you know, there'll be a time when you could also deliver a God pocket. Um, so when those times come and you have those resources, uh, perhaps you can be a God Pocket deliverer. My first experience really in, involved with the God Pocket came a number of years ago. Um, I'd given to people before, you all have, and so you know that wasn't entirely new. But trying to practice these seven steps, I just read the book, uh, was, was traveling for the foundation, was in Salt Lake City, um, and the, I'd finished the book the night before, and so the next morning I said, Lord, I'm gonna try this, okay? I'm gonna try the God Pocket. I don't know what I'm getting into, uh, but I'm gonna start watching very proactively, listening for your nudge, watching for needs. Um, as I travel, I see a lot of people, so the opportunity will probably come up. Um, and I don't share the story with you, and to be prideful, I just want you to get a sense for how it might work for you. 
Uh, I'd been driving around. I had a little extra time before I needed to go to the airport. I needed to get gas and uh, in the rental car, so I pulled up to the gas station. And for some reason, perhaps the Holy Spirit, um, I noticed a young lady in the car in an SUV uh, parked off to the side and a young child in the car. And I just got a sense that maybe that was going to be my God pocket moment. I had no idea at that point. Uh, but I got out to fill in gas, and sure enough, I looked up, and she's heading right for me. Uh, now, I can guarantee you, I've done all the things that, that some of you have done. Um, in that moment, in the past, I would have done one of these, you know, and try not to catch your attention, uh, hurry up and pump. and Or I've also done it where, you know, okay, I'm going to see what happens, and maybe it's legit, and I can help or whatever. But in this case, I was praying, and I was asking the Lord to give me clarity on this situation, and I was ready. Um, in my case, I decided I, I don't need to set aside a particular amount of money. I've got a credit card. God's blessed us. We'll meet the need, whatever it is, and, and trust him for the outcome. And so she walked up, and she needed a few gallons of gas. She said they'd coasted into the parking lot and, and you know, just on fumes. And, and I said, well, how am I going to get you a few gallons of gas? And she said, well, you know, maybe we can borrow a gas can from the convenience store or buy one. And I said, said, you know what, I'm not going to give you a couple gallons of gas. I'm going to fill up your SUV. So she jumped in the SUV. I pushed her over to the pump. And, uh, and you know, it takes a little while to fill up an SUV uh, when it's flat out. And it was. I, I can attest to that. I didn't, like, I didn't catch her and only, you know, it starts clicking after two gallons. And she was just pulling my leg. Uh, well, I filled it up. And it was awesome because we had all this time to talk. And we just engaged the entire time, talking about her family, talking about what she knows about Jesus, and, you know, as much as we can do, but in five minutes or whatever, and uh, trying to leave her with um, a witness, a testimony of God's goodness. Uh, I can assure you I am not someone who who just readily witnesses and shares the, the gospel with people. Uh, but using this God pocket approach and being ready and using this moment of generosity to leverage into who God is and what he's done in my life, that's come way more natural for me. And maybe for some of you that will be a tool and a technique that will just reinvigorate not only your generosity, but also your ability to just talk to people about the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, three points in this verse 18. We're called first to realize that, that we're supposed to give to those in need, right? And then secondly, we need to be prepared to give. So I gave you seven steps to get ready, get prepared. And finally, we need to take the opportunity to give God the glory. It says again in verse 18, uh, that we're supposed to share with others whatever God has given us. This isn't our money. We're not setting ourselves up as high and mighty as the rich, helping the poor, um, trying to get the credit for ourselves. Um, you know, I didn't do it so I could stand up here and share a story with you. I hesitate to share stories like that. Um, but I want you to know that you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. So we're supposed to give God the glory. We're just the delivery agent. The credit for the delivery goes to the one who gave it to us, the one who it actually belongs to, and that's God. As Chris already shared, at, at MB Foundation, we help a lot of people give to a lot of different charities. Last year, we helped people give to 287 different charities, and we didn't take credit for any of those gifts. We're just the delivery agent. We're just helping get money from A, which is one of you, to B, which is the charity of your choice. 
And similarly, we're just the delivery agents for God. It's all his resources. So as we deliver it to other people, uh, we give glory to God. We get the conversation back focused on the great benefactor, the great giver of all time, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we can start the conversation with, with the recipient in a variety of ways. We can say, you know, this money belongs to God. I'm just carrying it around for him. You know, or you could say, I've been carrying this around until God tells me to give it to you know, I'm just I'm just the delivery agent. Um, then we can make our delivery. We can say, I think he wants me to give it to you. And then we can share the joy with them. I'm so happy for you. It's not, yeah, I can I can part with it. It's okay. You know, no, we're happy for them. God has chosen them, that person, for those resources. Perhaps we say, God arranged all this for you. Isn't he amazing? Or maybe we say something like, God wants you to know He really cares about you. He's been watching you. He knew I had something. And He brought us together. God did that. I didn't do that. God did that. So, join me. Praying for a generous spirit. Praying that we don't focus on ourselves, but on the needs of others. We'll rarely display the generosity we're supposed to display if we're not ready to do so. Get prepared to make a delivery for God and magnify His name. Let me give you some action steps to think about as you leave from here. Uh, you'll have to jot them down pretty quickly, but uh, here's number one. Maybe you're just not convinced and you just want to explore this topic further. Uh, we've got a discussion guide on our website, mbfoundation.com slash godpocket. Actually, the outline of some of the sermon material is in there. Uh, you could read that for yourself, study it, uh, see if it's grounded, and, and, uh, and then see if you can put it into practice. Perhaps in the next 30 days during July, you could be a delivery agent with God's money. Wouldn't that be exciting? God chooses to use you to deliver resources to someone that he sees that has needs. Um, Thirdly, tell others your testimony of your God pocket delivery. You know, we share all kinds of testimonies, don't we? Uh, If we shared the gospel with someone, we we might tell someone else about it, and we'd feel like that's appropriate. If God met a physical need, we we would share that with someone. We, We share all kinds of things, but when it comes to giving, we really back off, and our Mennonite humility, you know, takes the forefront. I think it's good for us to share these things, to encourage one another, to spur one another along to good deeds. So tell somebody your, to- your story, your testimony of your God pocket delivery. And perhaps you're sitting here this morning saying, I just don't have anything to share. And for some of you, I, I can understand that. Life situations are such that for you to think about identifying 20 bucks, 5 bucks, whatever it is, to devote to God right now just feels impossible. Um, I would encourage you to pray for something that you can give away. Ask God, what is it that I can share with others? Maybe it's some time. Uh, Maybe it's some old stuff that, that your kids have grown out of or some things you don't use anymore, you have two of. And it's something that you could devote that to God. You could put it in a specific place, in a box. You could put it in the trunk of your car and say, I'm ready. God, show me the need. I want to help somebody. So whether it's time, whether it's property, whether it's a friendship, the point is what do you have and how can you give it? And how's God directing you 
to give it to those in need. Let's close by looking at verse 19. Paul says, by doing this, and what is this? By giving to those in need, by being ready and willing to share, by giving glory to God when we do, when we're the delivery agent, by doing all these things, we will store up our treasure as a good foundation for the future so that we may experience true life. Andy Stanley said, your generosity matters and it matters beyond this life. But I firmly believe it also matters in this life. This is just about, about as much, it's just as much about blessing you as it is about blessing the person that you're going to give the resources to. And I heard some of those testimonies after the first service. A life of generosity is the way we take hold of real life. It's the way that we experience true life. And so I invite you to experience the adventure. Excel in this grace of giving. You'll never regret it.